0: Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us become conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education and director of Go Teach Global. So, Jim, I have a question many men don't like to be asked. Who is your best male friend? Well, that question, Pablo, after
1: 60 years of friendship, I can say you are. But the sad reality is that most men today do not have one intimate male friend. I once shared that thought at a men's seminar before I could ask, do you agree? Two of the men began to speak. I agree, offered the first. That's right on, said the second. In today's society, People consider you unusual if you have a close male friend. What a predicament. Today's men are busy working, doing, being, earning wages, but without close, intimate male friends to share life's good, bad, and ugly times. Let's look at how this role of friend progresses and how we can have friendships like Jesus had. First, we have what I'll call the masses. These are the people we bump into as we live life. We periodically, randomly meet or see each other at a store, or on a bus, or at a game. We see them once, and perhaps we don't even meet them again. Next comes the handshake friendships. People we recognize, and we may know their name enough to identify them. But the process has begun. Our short-term memory retains information about that person as long as we feel the need for it. We know the name and where maybe he lives. And for many people, this is as far as the friendship goes. A handshake friendship. Then comes casual friendship. Things now progress further. We know the name and a few incidental details. We may even share time together in a club or a church or a classroom. But this person still tends to be guarded. One's thought life is his own. We must learn how to enter this area with gentleness, honesty, respect, and love. Speaking the truth in love is the secret to building a casual friendship. Many people carry bruises and scars from past friends who betrayed their trust by deceit, fraud, or manipulation. They may be reluctant to
0: start a more profound friendship with anyone for fear of a repeated betrayal. I agree, Jim. You can share interpersonal time with some people every day for years, same workplace, yet as soon as you leave their presence at the end of the day or week or the job or retirement, they disappear out of your mind.
1: Okay, we can, we can call them close strangers who temporarily share a space with you. They're nice to talk to, perhaps even share a few personal details, but virtually no connection at a soul level. It remains just a casual friendship, much like the guy in the seat beside you on the bus or the train. But next, we go to the close friendships. This is a deeper soul-level friendship, closely related to 1 John 1.7, where it says, If we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. This level requires two men walking in the light of God's word before they can begin a soul-level close friendship. More than sharing work together, this level of friendship includes meals, special occasions, and family events that help bond a close friendship. At this stage, you will likely know, appreciate, and pray for his spouse, his kids, and his family. It's there or it isn't. Discernment is needed to avoid the -the wolf-in-the-sheep-clothing sociopath who seeks your close friendship to enhance his ego or his status and
0: reputation. Close friendships are what impacted the great author C.S. Lewis, Jim. He participated in World War I. By war's end, most of Lewis's friends lay dead. And in the years that followed, the West became disillusioned with war. But for Lewis, the war and its aftermath seemed to have stirred his spiritual longings. His spiritual transformation came through new friendships at Oxford, where Lewis taught English literature. J.R. Tolkien, who had also fought on the Western Front, shared Lewis's love for ancient myths and the truth hidden within them. Lewis read philosophy and books explaining the nature of atonement and of God himself. Lewis told another friend, Now that I have found and am still finding more and more of the element of truth in the old beliefs, I feel I cannot dismiss that there must be something in it. In Christianity, C.S. Lewis found an explanation for his deepest longings, the desire for joy. In the gospel, he found a vision of God's grace as well as his holiness. Here in the life and teachings of Jesus was the only comfort, as well as the supreme terror. Lewis met regularly with a group of Christian friends. They were also writers. In his final book in the Chronicles of Narnia, The Last Battle, a character joyfully announces, This is my real country. This is the land I have been looking for all my life, though I never knew it till now. Friendship seems to be life-giving to those who have been deprived of it. You're listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham from GoTeach Global. Today we're discussing close male friendships. For a free PDF copy of Dr. Jim's book, Men Alive, contact him at menaliveuntogod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Jim, what are the other levels of relationships with friends? The fifth level is intimate
1: friendships. In David Bentall's book, The Company You Keep, The Transforming Power of Male Friendship, he describes the covenant partnership he, Carson Pugh, and Bob Kuhn agreed to at the beginning of their friendship. I share this as an example of an intimate friendship that has stood the test of many, many years in what they call a transformational friendship. They committed themselves to eight promises, to affirm one another, to be available to one another in proper relation to their commitments to marriage and family, to pray with and for one another, to be open with one another, to be honest with one another, to treat one another with sensitivity, to keep our discussions confidential, and to be accountable to one another. The best example I know, Paul, of intimate friendships is the Billy Graham team of Cliff Barrows, George Beverly Shea, and Billy Graham, and their other team members. They met and began ministering together in 1949. The team continued to serve until Bev Shea died in 2013 at the age of 102. Cliff Barrows died in 2016 at 93. And Billy Graham, born November 7, 1918, continued faithful to serving Christ until his homegoing, his 100th year. That's a high-level, long-term, intimate friendship.
0: An intimate friendship is like sound health. Hard to define and describe, but you know when you don't have it.
1: Agreed. And next we have what we call the kindred spirit friendship. First Samuel 18.1 tells us the soul of Jonathan was knit or united to the soul of David. Scripture says, and Jonathan loved him as himself. When David heard news of Jonathan's death, he chanted this lament by saying in part, I am in distress for you, my brother Jonathan. You have been very pleasant to me. Your love to me was more wonderful than the love of women. In 2 Samuel 1.26. Think about what happens to these people we call friends. Sometimes they move, they're out of touch, they're gone. Some friends change their roles, their relationships, their spouse, they're gone. Some disappear. Whatever happened to good old, and we insert his name, gone. Some share workspace, and after the meeting, they're gone. Some Facebook, they turn off the computer, they're gone. And some die, they cross over the river, so to speak, and they're gone. But some friendships are alive and healthy. True friends are hard to find. Alive and healthy friendships remain. Neither time nor distance, age, mobility, health, nor disagreements affect these friendships. They are more than a friend. They are kindred spirits. And finally, we come to a covenant-level friendship. A biblical marriage between a man and a woman is a covenant relationship, like Hosea had with Gomer. God and Israel had and still have a covenant relationship. God's relationship with Israel is unbroken, an eternal covenant relationship. Covenant relationships cause us to be committed, try harder, and never give up. You could say there's no back door to a covenant relationship. As a result, they evolve into something beautiful like David and Jonathan had, a covenant relationship as well as a kindred spirit. Salvation brings us into a new covenant relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ. God chose us, and on top of that, God gives us both the grace and the faith to receive his gift of salvation and friendship. Ephesians two eight nine and 10 says, For you have been saved by grace, through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we would walk in them. We are God's friends and co-heirs, We are basing our friendship on a covenant friendship that was established with us forever.
0: So the ultimate question then, Jim, is how do we achieve intimacy in a friendship? One of life's greatest pleasures, Pablo, is to have a friend.
1: A person with whom there is no agenda with whom you can be yourself. A friend who is willing to be bold and wisely correct you in love for doing something unbiblical. The friends with whom I have the most intimate friendships are ones with whom I can pray one-on-one. You and I have shared a 60-plus year friendship, which I consider a kindred spirit friendship. Does that kind of friendship develop overnight? No. It requires lots of input and shared time from the initial meeting. Proverbs in the Old Testament said, A man that has friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. So, Paul, thanks for being my brother and for sticking with me.
0: Thanks, Jim. There you have it for today, men. We become alive when we recognize friends are given to us to help each other conform to the image of Jesus Christ. For a free PDF of Dr. Jim's book, Men Alive, contact him at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. For more information and to hear other programs of Men Alive, go to our website at goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Estebrooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to be Men Alive, transformed into the image of Jesus Christ.